This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we are looking at the Murfreesboro Fire Department and we're going to be uh, learning all about the Fire Department and all of the things that are happening with the Fire Department. Chief Mark Fox is with us this morning. Mark, good morning to you. Hey Bart, how are you? I'm doing great. Good to have you with us today. It's great to see you. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. A lot has happened since you were here. Last time you were here, we were talking about how soon would we be getting into the ISO rating of one, and you were hoping it would happen. It happened. Yes, it has. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And and I really want to give kudos to the the men and women of Murfreesboro Fire Rescue Department. It's their efforts that really um, made that happen for us. We... uh, that rating as well as our other partners uh, we couldn't do it without murfreesboro water resources uh, without consolidated utility district having water supply for us to be able to, to do that that goes that weighs in heavily on the community grading as well as our communications center and the fine men and women that uh, do our dispatching every day they're kind of our unsung heroes um, as dispatchers that the, the people that our public really never sees, but they're talking to them on the phone, and they really uh, endure a lot doing what they're doing as far as taking calls go and not ever being able to kind of see the end result of, of what happens on those calls. And uh, we really appreciate all of those partners. Um, but our personnel really stepped up and have done a great job of um, making sure our fire department's ready to go, whether it's equipment, whether it's hydrant testing, training, all of the different things to prepare uh, to make sure that we can protect our community in the best manner as possible. And that's that, that's the reason that we received that top grading from ISO. Now, what will that do to the, the average person here in the community? Well, ISO is the insurance service office for, for those that don't know about it. And, and what it does is it, it grades a community on their ability to um, basically prevent loss. It's, it's something that insurance companies use as a tool to um, give a rating to assess premiums on, on folks. Uh, and ISO grades those from a 1 to a 10, or really it's from a 10 to a 1, because 10 essentially means you have no fire protection whatsoever. And the lower that number goes, the better the fire protection that you have. And so being a Class 1 is kind of elite company um, being in that in that realm. But what it does is it gives uh, lower insurance premiums all across the board the lower you are in those ratings. And so... Uh, the big thing for us when we see when we drop from a class two to a class one is the the commercial insurance is is more in line with what we're anticipating seeing when the rating takes effect in october being affected and should see reductions from anywhere from three to eight percent in commercial insurance rates um, or premiums that would happen with that Uh, it may make a difference on residential but it's hard to say it depends on the insurance company and and kind of how they use those that data from iso and where that's at but uh, it's one of the things that we in, encourage our, our residents, we encourage especially our businesses to check with their insurance underwriters when that, that takes effect in October um, to inquire about the ISO rating change having an effect on their premiums because it should most definitely lower it. 
Now, with people looking at this coming up in October, which is just around the corner, be here before we know it, uh, will will there be any changes in the way you place your fire trucks at different locations or anything of that sort? No, we've already we've already done that uh, pretty much going into the grading, and that's what we were graded on is our ability, how, how our coverages are, our, what they call deployment analysis, how our, how our companies are deployed and how responsive we are to the needs of our community. Uh, we, we've done a great job of planning that through the years of where the station locations are. Um, during COVID, unfortunately, we haven't had the ability to have an open house, but but during the middle of COVID, we opened a new fire station on Blaze Drive right next door to Blackman High School, uh, Station 11, that's serving the Blackman community. We're very excited to have that station operational. We opened it up on Mar- on May the 2nd, uh, and that opening that station gives us a lot better coverage in that area uh, around the Blackman community. We Station 9 was one of our busiest stations by far over on Cason Lane. Uh, having to cover a lot of that area and so between moving station four and getting station 11 uh, active and of course we in the last few years we have uh, added the personnel uh, to open station 10 on veterans parkway as well um, all of those things have gone into the equation of of getting us that that top rating for iso a listener has just texted us a question they're saying with the doug young training center did that play a part in getting the iso rating to one Absolutely. Um, having a training facility that's capable of doing live burn and those type of things um, meant a lot of points for us in that grading. Uh, and the Doug Young Public Safety Training Facility that we have is top notch. Um, everybody that we have come in um, from from out of state or other organizations that sees that training facility and, and the practical attributes that we have to that training facility so far. And we're still, that's still a work in progress. We're actually building an outdoor classroom as we speak. Um, uh, over there at the site to give us the capabilities of, of having com- some restroom capabilities and some ability to do some uh, debriefings whenever we're doing the training over there uh, in a covered environment. Uh, and it's essentially a, more or less a pavilion with some uh, electronics to where we can do some classroom stuff that's an outdoor-type classroom. So it's a that facility played a, lar- a large role in us being able to get the ISO Class 1, and we're really excited that the city... Um, both for us and the police department, uh, it's, it's been an invaluable tool for training uh, all the way down, and we use it, I mean, consistently. It uh, seems like we're over there every day. Or some of our companies are over there essentially every day uh, doing something as far as training goes. And so that is going to get even more used in the future. Oh, yes. Um, the plans are future-wise, of course, we're, with COVID and kind of where everything's at. We're kind of holding up on construction right now uh, with the city because of the um, – not knowing where our budget's going to land and everything like that with uh, and being conservative uh, and concerned about the tax dollars that are coming in and where those are at. Uh, but we have plans for classroom building, uh, which will also include the Murfreesboro Fire Rescue Administrative Offices. So those offices will be located on site there, as well as uh, classroom facilities, both for police and fire, to be able to use uh, at that site and that will give us a lot better capabilities to do in classroom as well as uh, we'll have a specially designed room um, somewhat similar to this room that we're sitting in right now mm-hmm. that that will be a virtual training room to where we we do the zoom training that we have been doing for probably about the last three and a half or four years now to where all of our firefighters stay in their station so they're staying in their response zone to do training um, they they watch the training we can see all the personnel live at their fire station they can ask questions it's it's live face-to-face training via zoom um, so we were kind of doing Zoom before Zoom became as popular as it did during COVID, 
uh, utilizing that to keep our to keep our firefighters in the fire station, keep us in the territory, and and be able to get more training done through that platform. Well, assuming that we uh, move quickly out of the COVID issue, uh, and I think I think when once this vaccination gets in and everything moves forward, we're going to see it soon become our past. Uh, how long after that do you think you would be starting construction on a new building over there? I'm not sure. It just depends on how everything shakes out as far as, as our finances go within the city. Um, there, it's one of the top priorities that are listed in our CIP and so in our community investment program. Um, we've got some other things that are that are in that community investment program that are there as well. Uh, so we're hoping it starts fairly soon, but we're we're excited about it happening and, and can't wait for it to happen. And I agree with you. And of course, we're prayerful that exactly what you said is going to happen. We get a vaccine very soon, and and this thing is in our rearview mirror, and we can continue on as a country and as a, as a city um, doing and, the things the that we world, like to do. Too. Yes, <laughs> the whole world is absolutely uh, all in this same uh, adventure with us. Uh, you're currently in, located in the old city hall. And when we say old city hall for people who have moved to Murfreesboro in the past 10, 15 years, uh, they have no clue what we're talking about. Uh, But uh, will the new facility give you, what what will be the advantage of the new facility? Well, it'll give us a little bit more office space. It'll actually bring um, right now our community risk reduction division, um, which is our fire marshal's office essentially that does all of our inspections and and all of our public education, arson investigations, all those things, they are located at our old station, 4 on Jones Boulevard, uh, along with our logistics division. So that station, we kind of made sure that we uh, utilize that station to the best format. But right now, our community risk reduction division is there. It will allow us to bring them back under one roof with the rest of our administrative offices. But it, it will give us a lot more space to be able to provide um, office space for to get everybody back together uh, and have everybody under one roof uh, within that within what we do um, it, it's, it's really going to be great to have them back with us not office separately uh, they're out a lot doing inspections and things like that but it's for collaboration it's a really good thing to have them in the office and then classroom space is really what we're lacking right now we have to uh, and, it, and it's great to have partnerships with other city departments because without them murfreesboro police department allows us to use some of their training space uh our Parks and Recreation Department uh, allows us to use training space both at Patterson Park and the Bradley Academy. The Bradley Academy is where we've actually conducted our advanced EMT classes, and so we're, we are thankful for them, but it will actually give us space to be able to conduct those classes in that one building, classroom space that we need to, to be able to utilize to get a lot of that training done and so get the classes conducted. We could very well see that uh, building starting to take shape next year then. We hope. Uh, it just depends on, like I said, exactly what it kind of occurs with the, with the finances. We're, we're being very cognizant of um, COVID and what's happening with uh, the revenues coming in. And so uh, we're one of a lot of city departments, and we want to see every city department thrive. And that's uh, we understand that there's priorities outside of, of just fire and rescue, and we're wanting to, uh, we want to make sure that all the needs are met for the citizens from every department that we have. Here's a text from a listener who says, uh, with you moving to a new building, when whatever that is finished and put together, uh, what will the old city hall be used for? Well, we currently share that space with um, Murfreesboro Water Resources Department engineering side. And, and they're kind of just as cramped for space as we are. And, and I think that there's an overall plan of kind of a redevelopment of that section right along the front. 
um, both for water resources customer service and ours i don't know how how far out that planning is or what the development prospects are with that property but that's essentially a, a potential of that it's a you know it's a it's a great place to have it's a great location um, but the building was built in 1956 and just as with any building that gets to be old it's it becomes more cumbersome to do repairs on it and and all those kind of things and uh and we really enjoy being there and being close to city hall and being close to the to the downtown community but at the same time we were really looking forward to getting a new facility but we we think it'll either be transitioned into a new development um and, and in the meantime it will likely be used by murfreesboro water resources engineering uh, department do you feel that with this new location which is at the doug young training facility there on bridge avenue do you feel that uh part of that will include a fire station or do you need another fire station no we actually don't need we're not anticipating having a fire station at that location uh, we are pretty well saturated in the downtown area with what we need uh you know our, our next fire station will likely be in the joby jackson area um joby jackson parkway and uh, that was that's kind of our next plan for a fire station of where our needs are for the community and having a fire station at locations that can reach everyone within a very short amount of time uh, like we're designed to do and that's a that's our plan for the next but we don't anticipate having a fire station at that facility and um, with having the administrative building there the outdoor classroom and all the other practical things there it's it's a it's going to be a full use facility even without a fire station being located there now at the Joby Jackson location, that's an industrial area. That's where Amazon is, where quite a few other uh, factories and things of that sort, industrial areas. Uh, what what type of uh, facility do you need to service that area? Well, it, it'll likely just be a, a normal fire station. Um, our, we've got the hazardous materials capabilities already. That's at Station 11, the new Station 11 on Blaze, and we already have technical rescue capabilities for some of those businesses that do uh, things that may need either hazardous materials or technical rescue capabilities. So it, it will likely be uh, more or less just like any other community fire station that will have equipment there because we, you know, we service from a lot of our other stations, um, in industry on butler drive you know down in the industrial parkway off of middle tennessee boulevard all of those things are serviced by others and and we do have a residential element out there as well there's several townhomes and a couple of subdivisions that are that are in the city that we provide service to that'll that that station will augment what we already provide to those areas um, with our services i guess that's our true mixed use area for uh, murfreesboro yes it sure is <laughs> A little bit of and everything. It's, and it's rapidly growing, makes you oh, serious. Yeah, well, I think every part of Murfreesboro is rapidly growing. Yes. Uh, as you look at some of the areas, uh, as, uh, you know, in addition to Joby Jackson, are there other areas that you can see a future need for some new fire stations? Yeah, we are, of course, we're in conjunction with other city departments. We really try to pay attention to, you know, our, our planning and everything that's out there with the 2035 plan and where development is going to be happening and things like that. And we know with the development of Cherry Lane, as that develops um, out on the north side of the city, we anticipate having a need for a station out in that area once that starts developing. Of course, that, that Cherry Lane will include an interchange with with uh, i-40 and as well as a lot of development and growth out in that area and so it's it's a little ways down the road that we feel like a lot of that may that need may occur because we're well covered out there now but we feel like that uh, that cherry lane area would be the next area uh, for development beyond that as you look around at other cities metropolitan type cities in tennessee and really in uh, states surrounding us how do we compare 
with cities like Chattanooga, Knoxville, uh, Tri-Cities? How do we compare with some of those? As far as the fire department? The fire department. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think we're, we compare very well. Um, becoming an ISO Class 1 department, we are one of seven departments in the state of Tennessee that are ISO Class 1, one of only 388 in the entire country uh, wow. that are Class 1. Uh, we are... We are trying to achieve accreditation uh, as a department, which is an international accreditation. There are less than 100 departments. I think that's in the 87 range of departments or so um, that are actually an ISO class one and an accredited fire department. And so as far as we compare um, both where we're at as far as a department goes, I think we're in very good standing. Of course, I'm a little bit biased because uh, I think the men and women here are the greatest, and I think we have a great fire department, and I, w- I would put us out there as the best in the state. But we you know, we know that there are other departments that do a fantastic job as well, but we, we really do a great job, and, and we're meeting all those benchmarks that we need to meet and ensure that we're providing the best service that we can to our citizens. And, and we have top-flight people, and that's what makes our department run, and that's what uh, – that's actually the best attribute of our department. We have um, council and, and the mayor provide us outstanding equipment. Um, they are so very supportive of us in everything that they do. Uh, but the people that are out there on the, on the street answering the calls every day, working 24-hour shifts, being away from their family, uh, they're the ones that do the job for our department, and they're the ones that make us stand out among every other every other department in my opinion in the state and um, they're just incredible people that have got a tremendous passion uh, for protecting our citizens and it just makes an incredible difference in in what we're able to do as a fire department uh, by doing that. So the ISO rating of one is one criteria of measuring the success of the fire department and then being accredited as well as ISO one that's sort of the blossoms that come along with the 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 whole arrangement yes um the accreditation basically involves us getting community feedback into what they expect to see as a a fire department what they expect the service levels to look at internal surveys of our employees to determine exactly where those are at Uh, there are benchmarks that the international accreditation um has in place and it's the commission on fire accreditation international so that commission comes up with benchmarks i think there's close to 300 performance indicators that we have to address um, within the accreditation metrics and and meeting that accreditation metrics is something that's a it's very difficult to achieve because you have to be a very high performing fire department um, and it makes you accountable for are we really providing this in the best instance that we know that we need to and it's based on uh, all those standards are based on International Fire Protection Association standards as well as um, best practices within within the fire service industry and emergency services industry, and it looks at everything from the way that we're dispatched to how our deployment is to the number of people and companies that we're sending on different types of calls. I mean, it's, it's a full-scale um, full risk assessment and provisions of meeting that risk um, within our community and that's that's what accreditation is let me ask you this because uh, everybody wants to be the best uh, are there any other iso ones in tennessee that are accredited there are not um, so we would be the first we would be the only yes and johnson city fire department is a class one fire department johnson city is they're also and going for accreditation they're a candidate agency at we at the same time we are so we may achieve that together which i hope we both do because i wish uh, 
Chief Stables in Johnson City and their city the best as well. Uh, but we may be the first um, with Johnson City at the same time that they are or right around in there. But uh, but it's a very high achievement uh, for our department because there are no other uh, accredited Class 1 departments in the state currently. And, and did you say that being Class 1 and accredited – that's what makes the difference, and there are only, did you say, 100 in the whole nation? Uh, there's less than 100 in the entire nation that are Class 1 and accredited. Like I said, there's only 388 total Class 1 departments in the in the United States, and, and there's only about, I think there's 200 and some odd accredited departments in the United States. And so there's, it, it's a, it's it's very... It's very good to be considered with those, meeting those benchmarks and achievement, knowing that you're assessing the risk of your community, being able to meet the risk of that community in your community, and being able to uh, deliver the best emergency services that you could possibly deliver. And I would think, too, since we're benefiting with lower insurance rates, not only do we get uh, the great service, but we feel it in our pocketbook as well. Absolutely, and that's what we want to do. And and the other thing that Class 1 and the accreditation um, will help do, especially the Class 1, is it helps us recruit business um, because if the insurance costs are a lot lower in our community like ours as compared to any other community around, um, it's going to lower the cost of a business to locate here. And so we feel like it's a it's a great economic tool as well for the city to be able to recruit businesses and attract jobs and, and be very um, – competitive when it comes to attracting those because of our insurance service office rating of a class one as well as our ability to address their needs whether it be hazardous materials response uh, for doing those kind of things you know we've got some companies here that we've got several companies here that that deal with hazardous materials within the production of what they do uh, and we're fully ready and capable to handle that as well as any kind of confined space technical rescue that a business may have to go we are we are a full service fire department that can handle any of those issues and and when businesses see that it makes them want to come to Murfreesboro our phone number 615-893-1450 We're going to pause for just a moment to check on the traffic and weather, and we'll be back. In fact, when we come back, if you have a question for Chief Mark Fox with the Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue, number one, yeah, ISO rating of one, and uh, they're working on the accreditation. Right now, there's no ISO one and accredited system in Tennessee. And it sounds like we might make it uh, about the same time as uh, Greenville, is that what you said? It's Johnson City. Johnson City, okay. Yes, sir. So uh, stay with us, much more to come. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and online at WGNSRadio.com means that you can listen to us anywhere. AM, AM FM, FM, online. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. You can find us at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Here at Animal City, we have an excellent variety of pond supplies and the expertise to help you get your garden pond looking beautiful. And for your convenience, we're happy to take call-ahead orders for curbside delivery. As we approach our 30th anniversary, our family at Animal City wants to thank you for your support. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. 
Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurant. We're excited to announce that our dining rooms are back up and running. We may not be at full capacity and we may not have all of your favorite menu items or the favorite touches that you're used to having. But at the same time, we are excited to be able to serve you. We have brought our servers back. We have retrained them. Our cooks are excited to put the steaks on plates that you can cut with a real knife as opposed to plasticware from your home. And I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. What do you think about uh, two for three dollar Lay's or Cheetos? What about regular M&Ms for only a buck? How about that? Well, these are just a few of the handful of sweet deals that you can find right now over at Mapco. You need to head over there. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app over at Mapco to earn points to use toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. Well, the app is available for both iPhones and Androids. So drop by and save at your local Mapco store today. Good morning, traffic still holding up right now on 24 as you make your way towards Nashville. Watch your speed coming out of Coffee County into Rutherford. We've seen several THP units scattered down the interstate uh, here, and traffic starting to build now on 840 headed over towards Franklin, Williamson County. Prince's Hot Chicken is the original hot chicken in Middle Tennessee. It's so worth that drive to 5814 Nolensville, Pike, and Nashville. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with mostly cloudy skies, a high in the upper 80s. Winds out of the north around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. COVID 19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. We want to help you and our staff stay healthy and safe. I'm Shelly Rigsby manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. And that's why we're here encouraging the use of digital products in our drive-up windows. First National Bank of Murfreesboro at 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Now a part of the Capstar Bank family. Member FDIC. Now more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. Swap and shop with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings 750 to 810 on WGNS AM FM online. Welcome back. We're talking this morning with Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue Chief Mark Fawkes. And we're talking about some of the exciting things happening with Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue. One of the exciting things, it's exciting for me, is Fire Station Number 4. What a fantastic facility that is. And it's uh, right there next to the Stones River, which gives your swift water rescue teams an opportunity to be right close to where they can get in and help people. Yeah, and, and we've actually been in that station about a year and a half, and I think we've already deployed into the river from that station three different times uh, for rescues of people getting in the water uh, and having to be rescued from the water for different incidents. And uh, for some reason, when the water really, really gets up and floods, I think that people think it's exciting and they wanna, they've want to they got that much flow and they want to get in that river and either 
uh, and try to kayak or paddleboard or do other things and and it's really a dangerous situation so we uh, we've actually utilized that station three different times now to rescue people from the water um, in the river there and so it's a it's been a great resource for doing that much quicker to get us deployed with our boats into the water uh, going either upstream or downstream from that low head dam right there uh, next to medical center parkway uh, at the river and then the station is is phenomenal we get a lot of comments on the fire station and our restored 1892 steam engine that's out front and you know in, in contrast with the 2017 um, aerial ladder that's in there so 125 years of difference and and all that kind of things of, of age and it's it, it's really a lot of a generated a lot of excitement in the community we just hosted uh, our first kind of a community event we had a i guess a public information thing about an annexation or a rezoning that was happening within our community uh, that was hosted at station four and so we got a lot of good comments about being able to host events like that at the station we've hosted a lot of things there and and uh, really excited about it. Our, our fireworks show in partnership with WGNS, uh, the city, and Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation, and Nate Williams and his his gang did a fantastic job of pulling those fireworks off there for everybody to be able to come out and properly socially distance and see. Uh, we did that right next door to Station 4, and Channel 2 from, from Nashville actually broadcast from our Station 4 that evening uh, in front of our steam engine, and it was just a – it's an exciting time. We're very, very – pleased with that station we're pleased that the community is proud of it uh and uh it's it's provided a great response as well it, it is located exactly where we need resources located uh, we've had a because of the, where it's at and now that we pull calls from automated vehicle location it really goes a long way in making sure that we've got um we've, we've had a lot of calls there just because it's located exactly where it needs to be. So that station's a very busy station, uh, and it's got the proper resources that it needs to do a fantastic job for our community. Well, it's, a, it's also a museum almost. It has the history of firefighting in Murfreesboro there. And, and do you have people just dropping by to look at what you have in the lobby as well as the old fire engine? Yeah, I never anticipated that we would have we had as many like especially firefighters from out of town that come in come through our city either retired or active active firefighters or active public safety people that'll stop by that fire station because they see the steam engine out front and and all that and then we like to call it our history and education center because we want everyone to know about the history of murfreesboro fire rescue and and firefighting within murfreesboro whether it was the uh the, the steam engine being brought in to protect the old cedar bucket or, uh, you know, those those things like that. It, we want people to know the history and kind of how we've progressed as a department over the years. And that room out front gives us the opportunity not just to showcase that steam engine, but also um, tell our story about all the different things that we provide as a department through our different divisions and, and everything else that we provide. It provides a great opportunity to do that. And we have, we have a lot of people that stop by to see that. Um, and they they're really interested in the station and seeing it and we give them a tour of the station and they're they're very very pleased with what they see by the way we're having uh sort of in and out on our texting and phone calls this morning uh due to the storm yesterday but i think that everything is up and running again is that right okay so if you've tried to text us and uh you've dropped you've we had a few come in in the beginning of the show but if you've tried the text lately and couldn't get through or if you've tried to call and couldn't get through you can do it now 615-893-1450 615-893-1450 in fact we do have a text that just came through a person is asking about they're hearing a lot about the fire department getting into the ambulance business 
Will that save us money? Tell us how that will be beneficial to our community. Well, we, the fire department's been running emergency medical service calls for about 18 years now. And, and we have kind of, um, we've kind of graduated up to where we're providing advanced life support response on our fire apparatus in partnership with Rutherford County EMS who responds and they are our current provider within the city. And several months ago, um, we approached city council and city council approved us looking at a request for competitive sealed proposal to do for ambulance services. And so we have, we have gone through a proposal process and, and we're down and I really can't talk a lot about it because we're in the middle of that process now uh, and where we're at with those with those proposals. But we are what we're looking to do is provide the best services possible that we can provide while saving taxpayers money on the services that we're providing. So what we're hopeful for is that when we make this decision, whichever way we go, uh, whichever way council decides to go with that is whether it's stay with our current provider or go with a new provider off of the proposals. Um, that that will save the taxpayers dollars as well as provide even a better service than what we have now and and that was the goal behind putting those proposals out there to look for the potential of a public-private partnership that would work in favor of of everyone and and benefit our community uh, to the fullest and that's that's what our goal is and and that's what we will we will offer up um, as a decision point to city council to decide what direction we're going to go when all that comes together and that's that's we're excited to do that because we're all the time looking for things that are both innovative in the way that we provide services and providing the best services, but additionally looking at it was how can we save taxpayers dollars or how can we be more efficient in the delivery of services. Now, would there be a, a, an ambulance at each fire hall? Is that because obviously to be an ISO rating of one, one of the criteria is to be within so many minutes of every home and business in Rutherford County. Yeah, what we have offered uh, any of the proposers, the, any of the uh, vendors that would provide the public-private partnership is housing ambulances in any of our fire stations. And so we don't anticipate that we would have all the time the amount of ambulances that we have fire apparatus. We have 14 fire apparatus running uh, calls out of our 11 stations. And so we don't anticipate having that many ambulances needed for the community at all times. There may be times that we would have that many, but we anticipate co-locating ambulances within the fire stations. It would not be the city's ambulances. We would not be purchasing those. It would not be our personnel providing the service. It would be through a public-private partnership that we would make that work. Now, I noticed, uh, I'll have to admit, I, I watch some of these old TV shows, and there's one called Emergency, which I guess is out of the 60s. In Los Angeles, it's probably one of the early paramedic fire department uh, series and it looks like those guys are busy around the clock they're trying to do a few things like uh, prepare a meal or what have you and then the alarm goes off and they have to go somewhere they're always running is it that way in the real world are your guys just constantly doing something well our guys are very busy. They they are, of course, with an emergency. And, of course, I grew up on that show. I loved that show. It was in the late 60s and early 70s. And, of course, when I was young, um, that's a show that I watched. Um, my father was a firefighter. I followed him into the fire service. So it was something that I was very interested in, and I loved that show. But that show, along with Chicago Fire and just about any of the other um, Chicago PD, just, you know, they're sensationalized quite a bit. I mean, to make it more appealing to watch all the time. So we're not quite as busy as just consistently, you know, just all the time, all the time uh, running. 
but they do run a lot of calls and beyond calls they have training uh, that they have to do every shift they we test hydrants annually uh, to where we go out and make sure that the hydrants are going to flow properly and that we get uh, flow readings on those hydrants within the time frames that are necessary uh, for us to know that our our system is still good and those kind of things and we collaborate with murfreesboro water resources and consolidated utility district to make sure we've got the best fire protection system that we can do uh, providing that testing for them so that takes up a lot of time we do public education events within the schools we do car seat installations there's a lot of different things that our personnel do uh, within that and running calls is, is is a large part of that and so we are very busy with that we have another text from a listener who says they noticed that at one point we did not have enough of these uh, fire hydrants all around in the city limits. In fact, they were surprised to discover that some parts of the city did not even have city water. Has that changed over the years? Absolutely. Uh, consolidated utility, of course, city water, a lot of people refer to city water as Murfreesboro Water Resources, but but Consolidated Utility District, what I understand provides, you know, what, what I see it as provides city water as well. Um, you know, they've, they've got different areas that they provide it in, depending on where you live. You may have Murfreesboro Water or you may have Consolidated Utility District water. Uh, but our hydrant saturation is above 90%, which means that we are um, within our within the entire city, which means our grading holds that to where we uh, we have the best gradings, some of the best gradings that you will see as far as water supply goes. Our forty percent of our ISO rating was water, fifty percent of it was the fire department, and then ten percent of it was communication. So our our water supply is very very good. We are very pleased to have the supply that we have. We are very pleased to have the partnership that we have with both. Murfreesboro Water Resources and Consolidated Utility District, they do an incredible job of providing us what we need to be able to protect people. Um, we collaborate with them all the time on you know various projects that are coming, whether it's apartment buildings or otherwise, to make sure that we have those protections in place. And they, they really do a fantastic job of installing uh, hydrants that we need um, wherever they're needed at. Okay, here's a, another email from our text from a listener. Uh, and this one is referring once again to the ambulance service. And they're saying with uh, the thoughts of bringing in another ambulance service, would there be a possibility of keeping the one we have and adding to it and putting their ambulances at each location? Since we already have it, it would be a shame to lose some of these paid personnel. Yeah, that's that's still a possibility. We're still in discussions about what direction to go to look at the best way to absolutely provide this service. So it's in no way, shape, form, or fashion a decided impact of a public-private partnership over our current provider, which is Rutherford County EMS. We just want to make sure that we make the, the right decision for the citizens of Murfreesboro both to provide the best service that we can provide. That's number one goal is saving lives and, and making sure that we're uh, impacting people in the appropriate manner um, not just saving lives, but saving their quality of life. Because, you know, if you're having a heart attack, us responding appropriately and administering care to you immediately could make the difference in you living a very active lifestyle or having congestive heart failure. And so we, it's not just saving someone life from death, it's, it's saving the quality of life as well. And so we, we want to make sure that that happens on all regards uh, and looking at it from an aspect of doing it as financially responsible as we possibly can as well. Uh, and so those are aspects that we will consider all the way through the process. On past programs, we've had people asking, why do you have the fire truck going to a wreck scene or a heart attack scene? Uh, and then I just think, in watching, I watched it yesterday, emergency, 
they they have the big fire truck as well as a small truck going to the scene. So I guess, uh, is the, what is the reasoning behind that? Well, the reasoning behind it is just like with our fire response and having that ISO rating, we have to be located. You know, our, our, our goal is to have all of our fire stations um, to where they kind of provide within two and a half mile radius of, of every built upon structure that we have in Murfreesboro. So we, we want to try to make sure that within two and a half to three miles, you've got a fire truck coming to your house. And, and so having apparatus that close means that we're able to get there very quickly when an emergency incident happens. Um, so we respond to medical calls and we have for 18 years to be able to provide that service. We have licensed paramedics, licensed advanced EMTs uh, that are fully capable of providing care on those scenes. We have the equipment. We've got some outstanding equipment to be able to provide that. Um, we provide very, very high-quality care on our fire apparatus, and we get there and initiate the care, pass off that care to the, the transporting ambulance who takes the person to the hospital, and, and we're looking to make sure that that care is in collaboration with each other, in partnership with each other, and that we're all working toward the same goal. Uh, and that's making sure that we save the quality of life and save the life of the people that we're responding to. But we're, we're very well positioned. Uh, to be able to provide that service at a at a very high level, and that's why we provide the service that we do. And it's about 83%, 84% of what we do is provide the emergency medical response because we it, we think it's very, very important to have that capability within our city. So the use of a fire department has changed dramatically it over the years. It changed dramatically over the years, and, and we fire departments all over the country uh, have provided this, just like you watched it from the 70s in Los Angeles County. Uh, that is the that is the method. Tennessee was kind of late to the game on getting a lot of fire departments involved, um, but now just about every paid fire department that you'll see in the state of Tennessee provides some level of medical service, uh, and a lot of them perform that at very very high levels. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. Talking and texting is working again. We'll knock on wood. I shouldn't say that too loudly. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Dave Ramsey, America's most trusted money expert. The Dave Ramsey Show, live each day from 1 to 4 on WGNS Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hi, this is Tina Fox, the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. If you're having any gardening needs or needing anything to help those plants grow, something for your furry friends, have a wonderful clothing line, and a great gift department for whatever kind of gift you should need. We have our Duke Cannon line for the men's grooming products. We also have our farmhouse fresh for our ladies. This is Tina Fox, the Rutherford Farmers Co-op, Farm and Home Center at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at GetSTHealthCare.com. Good morning to you from WGNS. It is 8.53. How do you feel about two for $3 Lay's or Cheetos? Ooh, I like that. Uh, what about regular M&M's for only a dollar? Well, these are just a handful of sweet deals that you'll find right now at MAPCO. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for everyday cravings. 
And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app to, you know, earn some points. And you can use those toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even gasoline. Not bad, huh? The app is available for both iPhones and Androids. So stop by and save at your local MAPCO dealer. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with mostly cloudy skies, a high in the upper 80s, winds out of the north around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. We bring people to know you, and you know them. People like Truman Jones. Weekday mornings at 9, only on WGNS. AM, FM, FM, online. Welcome back. You know, I, I think everybody pretty well is aware we had a pretty rough storm come through yesterday. And I know it played uh, havoc with some of our stuff here at the radio station, but we're not the only ones. Uh, a lot of people were hit by lightning. Uh, and that, that brings around some of the things that people need to keep in mind uh, about public safety. Share with us some of those well, the big thing is we want you to know, well, first of all, as always, if there's lightning in the area, we want you to get indoors and get safe uh, out of the lightning because lightning does strike individuals and it can it can very much so harm you. So we want everybody to be safe there when we have these large storms that we're having. And, and yesterday we, we had some. We had some the, the last week of July. We had a really large amount of storms that we had some damage from. And then we had some earlier in July. Uh, that we saw some damage from but i just want everyone to know that uh, first of all we want you to be safe by getting indoors and getting out of the storm but you know if you've got questions about there's not really any smoke or any flames or your smoke alarms aren't going off or anything like that's happening but you're worried about some of your household appliances or electronics uh, you can call our emergency non-emergency line at the police department 615-893-1311 or our dispatch center uh, and that line will get you a non-emergency way into the 911 center, essentially, to get our units dispatched. And we can we can come out non-emergency. Our personnel can come out non-emergency and check some of those things out for you within your home uh, just to make sure that you don't have um, heat coming from any one of those sources or that none of them are shorted out or going to cause an issue uh, with your electrical panel or otherwise on down the road. So we want to just make sure that everyone knows not to be shy about about calling us just to have us come out and check we've got some really neat tools that we can call thermal imaging cameras that we can try to check your entire home with to make sure that we don't have anything hot behind the walls or a particular appliance is not giving off more heat than it should those things are great tools that we have that we can come out and just make sure that you're safe and make sure that everything is is there Um, but additionally to that some of the things that we're seeing with with covid are we're having a whole lot more cooking um, related things because people are staying home and they're cooking And so we just want to make sure that everyone's practicing fire safety all the time, whether it's cooking and not leaving things unattended on the stove, um, making sure that they're practicing uh, safety within those regards and grilling out and other things that people are doing when they're stuck at home. We just want to make sure that everyone's being fire safe. Uh, We want to make sure that everyone's got working smoke alarms. Uh, We we are still installing smoke alarms. We have our Community Risk Reduction Division or our 
personnel that are on fire trucks and we will come out and mask the we will maintain social distancing, but we can still replace your smoke alarms because we want everyone's smoke alarms working. Uh, the number for that is 615-893-1422 is, is our administrative offices. You can call that number, and we can schedule uh, a smoke alarm installation for you. We have smoke alarms that we can install, uh, but we can also help with if you've got uh, installed wired smoke alarms that are greater than 10 years old, we encourage you to get those replaced because at around the 10-year mark, that's when they say to replace smoke alarms completely because the ionization technology within those kind of starts to, to fade. And so we really want to make sure those are working and working appropriately. And so uh, any kind of questions that you have about that or if you just want to ask questions of our staff, 893-1422 is the number to call to get uh, a hold of us just to ask questions if you've got concerns about your home, smoke alarms, uh, having fire extinguishers within your home, carbon monoxide alarms, any questions that you have, what, that's what we're here to answer. We just want to make sure that everyone's safe and they're staying safe. Very good. And, and we have about 30 seconds left in the program. A while back, Murfreesboro had in the codes about new buildings, uh, homes, residential, needing sprinkler systems. I know you've said many times sprinkler systems save the day. Uh, is that still in the codes? Well, it's it's not really in the codes as far as residential. It depends on the size of the building, and it depends on the, like, apartment buildings will all have sprinkler systems in it, obviously, to protect because you've got multifamily dwellings there. It just depends on the size of the condominium of whether you're going to have those or not. We firm, we really believe in sprinkler systems because they do put out a fire at its at its point of origin as, as it happens. Uh, and there's a lot of misnomers out there about sprinkler systems causing a lot of damage unrelated to fire that we just don't see within that. So we encourage that, but it's not a requirement by code to have those installed in your in your residential home. But we definitely encourage the use of sprinklers because it just provides more safety for our, our citizens. Murfreesboro Fire Chief Mark Folks, our guest this morning from Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue. Proud of them, I tell you. Uh, ISO rating of one and soon to be, uh, what is it again? Accredited. Accredited. Yep. But they would be possibly one of uh, only one other in the whole state of Tennessee. Stay with us. Truman is next right here on your good neighbor station, WGNS Murfreesboro. It's 9 o'clock.